Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection, and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Can you believe we've had seven months without an NFL game? Crazy, right? Well, good thing that's over. NFL is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving you a can't-miss offer for week one. This week, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet 5 bucks on any NFL game. DraftKings is hooking everyone up with game day greatness. All customers can take advantage of two great offers every game day this September. Check the app to see what you can get. Download now and use code SHERMAN to sign up. New customers can take home $200 in bonus bets instantly just for betting five bucks. That's code SHERMAN, only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See dkng.co slash football for eligibility. Terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. The volume. Welcome back to another exciting week of the Richard Sherman podcast, week one of the National Football League. It's been chaos, Mitchell. It always is, Rich. I, I could not be more excited, man. You flip on the TV this morning. Football is back, my friend. It is back. And we were Blessed, I said all day by some good games. I, I think some surprises, but some good games. Rich and, and my my Super Bowl prediction is still looking good. Although the Kansas City Chiefs lost, I expect them to look good in December and January when it matters. Travis Kelsey will be there. Chris Jones will be there. But you know who looked great? Who usually do, don't look great on the opening week? Kyle Shanahan's teams usually look a little rocky, you know, to start the season, and then they they come on late. You know, get sharp, but they looked sharp, Mitchell. 
Everybody had question marks with D'Amico Ryan leaving um, after Robert Sala left. They're like, how is this defense going to be? That's like asking Mitchell, is a Ferrari still going to be fast if somebody else is driving it? Mitchell, I can drive. You can drive. My daughter Avery can drive it. It's still going to be a Ferrari, baby. And that defense is a Ferrari. And they got Javon Hargrave, who had him a sack today. But let's talk about the All-Pros, Mitchell, the All-Pros on each level. We'll start with Nicholas John Bosa. Came off the streets, pretty much. Two days of practice and had a pretty good impact. Got double, didn't get any sacks but he allowed for Drake Jackson in his second year to have a coming out party, three sacks. Javon Hargrave got a sack. Then you had Fred Warner, who was all over the field, all over the place like Project Roaches. Mitchell, him and Drake Greenlaw are by far the best linebacker tandem in the National Football League. And Drake Greenlaw could have got player of the game. He was everywhere. But Fred Warner tipping passes, dropping interception. Oh, I know he wanted that one back, Mitchell. He had his hands on the interception a little bit behind him, covered it so well, dropped it. And they tried to fit it in. Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett. Yes, he can. Can he get picked? Yes, he can. Mitchell, he can. He did. (laughs) Talanoa Hufanga. Charvarius Ward. They both got him. Mooney Ward got him on a clean one. Smooth. Talanoa got him on on a tip because he decided to try all pro Fred, which is unacceptable. Yes, you're going to get punished. And then he got he got sexy with it, Mitchell. He got a little pitch. And the refs got to let that go sometimes. Like, he wasn't pitching it forward. They know what he was trying to do. Like, you're running full speed. It's hard to pitch it behind you. But, man, that was fun to watch. It was fun to watch that D-line. It was fun to watch the linebackers fly around. Then you get to the offense. And everybody got questions about Brock Purdy. Mitchell, how did he look to you? He looked good, Rich. He looked very, very good. That's that's the thing with this team. I mean, we were texting all the way through the game. They looked like they were in mid-season form right out the gates. And to your point, they got they got that ace of spades always in their back pocket. Doesn't matter what that offense is doing. They got all pros at every depth of that defense. But when Brock Purdy plays like this, Rich, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I, I see what you're saying. Super Bowl looks very, 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 very achievable even with Brock Purdy at the helm. And, and it's no, even with, Mitchell, it, no, even with, like, he's playing good football. If he was a top five pick, Mitchell, playing like he is right now, people would be talking about he's on his way to being one of the all-time, one of the elites in the football league. But since he's a seventh rounder who doesn't look the part, whose arm isn't as lively as everybody else's, he's a system quarterback, people are not going to give him credit. Because he has Christian McCaffrey in the backfield who could break for a 65-yard run. The receivers down the field blocking Brandon Ayuk, um, Ray Ray McDonald out there. Ray Ray McLeod, my bad. <laughs> Said it wrong. Ray Ray McLeod out there. That's how much they care. And then you got Brandon Ayuk by himself. Patrick Peterson said before the game, he expected to get his hands on a football. And he's a veteran. One of my good friends, been playing for a long time, got a lot of them books. And he expected to get one this game. And they gave him a really simple pattern, but they condensed it. They made it look a little different. You know, that's what Kyle does a great job of, window dressing. You know, make make similar things look different. You know, move a guy here, move a guy here, and then have him run out and expand instead of just standing out there and running the route. So they ran basically double post and the over route by Debo Samuel. For some reason, the safety got pulled out of there. He's a middle field safety. You should let that pass to the other, the other corner and it's fine and then fall back and you might have an interception. But instead, he didn't. IU gave Pro's Pat P a little bit, turned around, 
And he was sitting there all day ready to catch that one. Nobody even touched him when he landed. Then he had the fade ball, Mitchell, into tight coverage. Easy one. And those are the footballs. Those are the reasons why Kyle Shanahan really likes Brock Purdy because he's given his receivers a chance, even though, and sometimes in those situations, it doesn't look like it's a good throw. It's a good decision. You know, you're like, ha, ah, that's a jump ball 50-50. He's saying, hey, this B.A., my guy's better than yours. I'm going to give you a chance. And that's what's going to win him over his guys. But, man, that was a good performance all the way around. Going into this game, I mean, the Vegas line, I mean, it was hovering around three points. You know, there was there was a lot of action on Pittsburgh. I, to me, I'm like, you sure about that? You know, th- this is the same team, San Francisco. Th- this is now 11 straight regular season wins. This team's not backing down anytime soon, Rich. Again, they look like they are in midseason form. Pretty shut up some haters today. There, there's, there's no doubt. He definitely did. And then you heard all the hype around Kenny Pickett from the preseason. And you're like, Kenny Pickett had an outstanding preseason, almost perfect. And then he got against the number one defense in the land. Prove yourself against them boys. And it's very difficult to do. Even when T.J. Watt is having a freaking amazing day, T.J. Watt had a great day, three sacks. He's going to be the front runner for defensive player of the year because Bosa didn't start off with no sacks. So he's going to have a good shot at it. But Deontay Johnson only had three catches for 48 yards. I mean, George Pickens was was non-existent after everything you've heard, all the positive things we've heard about him coming out of training camp. He was a go-to guy. He's going to be one of the best in the league. Um, and it's just crazy, Mitchell. It's just crazy. But you know what's even crazier, Mitchell? Oh, I, I already know where you're going with this, Rich. Oh, Mitchell. Let, let, let's go to your own backyard, man. I mean. Oh, I don't want to go back. Seattle. They're welcoming the Rams for opening day. You already know. You already know the 12s are fired up. They're expecting a big win. There's a lot of hype. Heck, we gave them a lot of hype. The Rams are supposed to be this new this new era. I'm sorry, the Seattle Seahawks are supposed to be this new era. Not the Rams. The Rams are the dumpster fire of the NFC West. Not today, my friend. Not today. What the heck happened, Rich? Mitchell, I don't know. That's the hardest part. I could not put a finger on it. I don't. The formula is there. All the ingredients are there to make a beautiful meal, Mitchell. A beautiful entree, hot steak dinner with all the fixings, Mitchell. You, you, you got sugar and spice and everything nice. And it was a disaster, Mitchell. The Rams didn't go in there expecting to play as well as they did. They didn't expect to put up 30 points. I, 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 Sean McVay can lie and say he did. But if we went in there, even based off of Stafford's comments in training camp, you can't connect with the young guys and trying to find a way to, to, to get connected. And we're just so young and we, we don't know what we're going to do. And they were missing their best receiver, Cooper Cup. Mitchell, they were missing him. They were missing Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup was not playing, Mitchell. And so you use Tutu Atwell, who had six receptions from 119, a great game. Puka Nakua from BYU, 10 catches for 119. Mitchell. Seattle was missing a few guys. They were missing their, their, their number five pick, uh, Devin Witherspoon. They're missing Jamal Adams. But at the end of the day, this team, this Rams team, is a bottom five roster in the National Football League. It is hard for anybody to debate that or argue it. Outside of Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup, Aaron Donald. Uh, you know, I mean, I guess Tutu Atwell now, you know, they may have a couple more guys that, that, can can play, but they're not expected to win a lot of games. So for them to go into Seattle in week one and beat them by 17 points and hold their offense with Geno Smith coming off a Pro Bowl season, all the things they do well, three really good receivers. Um, 
Jackson Smith and Jigba supposed to come in here and make an immediate impact. You still got DK, Tyler Lockett. They all they start to to drop, drop like flies. Mitchell, JSN goes down. Lockett goes out with concussion um, symptoms, and then it's just DK out there. And they held them, Mitchell. They held them to twelve yards in the second half total. Twelve yards. Like, with your boy K-9 in the backfield and everything. 12 yards. It was just, it's hard to explain. It's hard for me to come up with answers for the fans and say, hey, this is what they need to do better. This is what they need to do better. I mean, they got to play defense. They made it look, they made it too easy. But I told you, Matt Stafford, without any expectations, without any burden, without any pressure, is a dangerous player, Mitchell. He's a dangerous player. He does not care. He'll sidearm it. He'll throw it over the top. He'll bomb you. He'll throw it underneath. He does not care. He, he's a risk taker. He's, a, he's the epitome of a gunslinger. And that's what they saw. He threw for 334 on 24, uh, 24 for 38, but 334, no touchdowns. But they rushed it well. They ran it well when they got into the red zone. Seattle got to look themselves in the mirror and answer some hard questions because defensively, that's where they got to they gotta be better. Offensively, clearly, they got to be better, and I think they will. But defensively, that was, that, was, that was unacceptable. Football is back. No more preseason games. The regular season is here. While we all love watching our favorite teams on television, there is nothing better than being at a game live and in person. And the best way to get tickets to any of these games is on Game Time, the fastest-growing ticket app in the U.S., for last-minute amazing deals on tickets to see your favorite football team this September, download Game Time. And it's not just football. Game Time has tickets to baseball games, concerts, and even comedy shows all over the U.S. Download the Game Time app and redeem code SHERMAN for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, download the Game Time app and use the redeem code SHERMAN. That's S-H-E-R-M-A-N for $20 off. No matter where you live, Get out and have some fun this week. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Oh, well, let's back up a day. Pretend today's Saturday, Rich. I tell you, hey, the Rams are going to beat Seattle Seahawks 30-13 to 13 on the Seattle Mitch- Seahawks home turf. What would your reaction be to me? Mitchell, I would call the volume and send somebody to your house to drug test you immediately. Mitchell, I need to know what you're on because I don't need any of it because that is ridiculous. That's what I would have said, Mitchell. And what happened was what happened. You know, DK Metcalf was having a really good game in the first half. He looked smooth, had a really cool touchdown. It looked like Seattle was just, hey, they're warming up. They're they're coming into their own and they're going to get going. And the wheels just fell off 
the bus. I mean, the bus just fell off the bus. I mean, the wheels, the the the, the axles. The, I mean, the chassis. Good night. Well, Richard, I hate to say this, and, and, and Seattle Seahawks fans, I'm speaking directly to you right now. I hate to say this to you guys, but it gets no easier. It gets no easier next week. You're coming. You're coming to me, Rich. You guys are coming to me. You're flying out to Detroit. You're playing in an Eastern Time Zone. Rich, you know you know your body clock doesn't adjust in one day. You're coming to Ford Field for the Lions home opener, fresh off a Kansas, Kansas City Chief away game victory. You know Ford Field is going to be hype, Rich. Is 0-2 in the future for this Seattle Seahawks team right now? I, I can't see it, Mitchell. I'm not going to give them that, Mitchell. I, it's a trap game now, Mitchell. It's a trap game for Detroit. You know, they never thought they'd come into week two in the trap game, but I think they'll make up for what they did. You know, they'll correct some things. Uh, the offensive line will play better. Defensive line will play better. Secondary has to clean up some things. You know, I'm sure Clint Hurt uh, is going to look at the tape and and kind of find what, what didn't work, what did work, and clean it up as best they can. But there aren't any easy answers for that. There right. aren't any easy answers. You're not going to play a worse roster team. You know, Stafford's a good quarterback. So you you can say, quarterback play can be, you know, uh, they, you can find worse quarterbacks in the league than Matt Stafford and how he played, but Jared Goff isn't one of them. Well, before we leave that game, all you fantasy football players out there, I can guarantee Puka Nakua is going to be a hot name on that waiver wire going into Monday and Tuesday. Let's move on to Denver. We talked about him a lot last year. You know, obviously a new situation. Sean Payton takes over there. They come out of the gates right away, onside kick. All is looking good with the Denver Broncos to a degree midway through that game. And they lose. I mean, we talked what, about it off air. What, what, are, what are your expectations, Rich, about this new marriage between Russell Wilson and Sean Payton going 0-1 in week one? Soon as it happened, Mitchell, as soon as that onside kick happened and they had success and then the penalty negated it, I text Ryan Fitzpatrick. And uh, Andrew Whitworth and I said, that's going to be symbolic of this game because it looked like it was going to work, Mitchell, and then it didn't. It looked like it happened, and then it didn't. And not that Russell played bad. Russell didn't play bad at all. They ran the ball well. Javante Williams looked really good. Uh, I'm, I mean, you can't, you can't argue that. Uh, Samaj Perine looked like, I mean, they looked like a great one-two punch. They were... I, I think Samaje Perine averaged five yards a carry. Uh, Javante Williams averaged 4.1. And Russ was really efficient. Russ was really efficient. He was, he was 24 for, I mean, 27 for 34, but for only 177 yards. That's when it starts to get concerning, Mitchell. It's like, all right, 27 for 34, you're expecting at least 200 yards. At least 200 yards. You got to give me 200 yards. But when you're only averaging 4.6 yards, Per pass, per completion, Mitchell, you're not going to win a lot of ball games like that. It, that's what the game of the game, and that's Russell Wilson's game, and that's been his game. So that's where you say, hey, you can see Sean Payton working on Russ and Russ, Russ, kind of, you know, the 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 marriage. You can see where it's coming together really well. There are some passes in there where you're like, man, Russ hit his back foot, got the ball out, hit his back foot, make making really fast decisions, being really efficient with the football. But then you say. Well, what makes Russ special? You're like the un, you, you know the uncharacteristic off schedule plays, the bombs. You know Russell Wilson is good for at least one bomb a game, one 
50-yarder, 45-yard bomb, you know, whether it's a post, a go route, something, a, a deep over, heading to the other side of the field. And you just didn't see those. And you're like, was it the offensive line that was holding it back? Or was it, was it the fear of, you know, because Las Vegas, I mean, they have Max Crosby, and he's a really good pass rusher, but they don't have a ton of uh, 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 pass rush. So you're not thinking he's getting pressured. Then you're like, hey, maybe it's the receivers. But he was making it work with the receivers he had. And then Jimmy G, Mitchell. Jimmy G. Jimmy G, Jimmy G. Jimmy G and Josh McDaniels are a match made for each other. For each other. They, they did well in New England when Jimmy G had to play, uh, when Tom got hurt. And Jimmy G played really well, and he's still playing really well within this scheme. And this time he has Devontae Adams and Jacoby Myers, and they both played really well. He was connecting with Jacoby Myers for two touchdowns, all the crucial third down. Um, you got to give all the credit in the world uh, to, to the guy on the other side. Patrick Sertan was strapping. He was strapping. And I'm sure Devontae would say the same. It was no luck. It was no, hey, what? well, well he's, he's holding. He was doing this. He was playing off. Foot was great. Footwork was great. He was following left, right. You know, there were times they were running zone, and Devontae would go inside, and, and, and you know, you can't just make up your own coverage, Patrick Sutan, and you can't just go in there when it's zone coverage, and you don't, you don't have to. That's not your assignment. But anytime he could line up across from him, he did, and he played really well. But still, Devontae had six catches for 66 yards. Devontae Adams is going to... to continue to be Devontae Adams, obviously, but with Jimmy G and his efficiency, Jimmy G is an efficient quarterback, and I know he threw the interception in the red zone. He was trying to give his team a chance. It was doing too much. Kareem Jackson made an amazing play. Ball got tipped in the air. Without that, it would have been a great game for Jimmy G. Uh, Max Crosby doing what he does, got a sack, but my concern is that last year, one thing that Denver could hang their hats on was their defense. They could hang their hats on it, Mitchell. They won a 10-11 ball game against the San Francisco 49ers early in the season, Mitchell. I, they had a couple 10-9 ball games and things like that where they held the team to under 10 points and under 15 points and things like that. And right now, the Raiders weren't expected to do a ton. You know, the Raiders aren't, aren't the Chargers in their offense. You know, Justin Herbert, we just watched what they did with Justin Herbert and, and Mike Williams um, and Austin Eckler and... You know, they're, they're going to give them problems. And then you saw the Kansas City Chiefs. They're going to have Travis Kelsey for that game. And so that's where you're concerned is that that defense that's, that, that they've been able to rely on so heavily in the past isn't showing up in the way that they're used to. And I don't know what the problem is right there. Um, they did a great job stopping the run, but there were some big plays to be had out there. And Jimmy G, Jimmy G had them. Um, and the next week, the Broncos play the Commanders, who who are coming off a win, and they look sloppy in that game. So they could potentially get a win there, uh, but the Raiders are playing the Bills, and that's going to be a wake up call. Well, well, that's the thing too, Rich. I mean, the Broncos coming into the season, it's new season. Let's put the last let's put last season behind us, right? I mean, there's more hope in Denver this year. You know, new coaching staff. You know, hoping that they can figure out this whole Russell Wilson uh, situation, and then you start this game out. Raiders were regarded as, I don't want to put them bottom of the barrel of the league, but certainly lower tiered than, than most. I mean, below average team in the NFL. They right. come out, they beat you on your home turf. If they go out and lose to the Washington Commanders next week, I mean, Richard, th this could be last year all over again. And right. it, it, 
I don't want to pile on to Russ by any means. Like you said, he had, he had an efficient game to a degree. He didn't take many shots downfield. But like, at what point does the Denver fan base just give up on the guy? Like, it, it could get ugly quick, Rich, if they don't if they don't get to winning. And, and that's the big thing. Winning cures all. They got to get to winning quick. They have to. They have to. And this the thing that makes this thing a little bit more is it's a division game that you lost at home to to what most people would consider the worst team in your division. And so if you lose your first game to what people think is the worst team in your division, obviously clearly they're not. They won this game. Um, and they look a lot better than they did last year. Josh Jacobs is back, but he'll have to get more more touches and and get more in sync. But it's a lot of concern. You know, they have to go into the, the to that Washington game very focused. Uh, because it could get real bad. It could get, it, you know, Sean Payton is going to have to a- answer some uncomfortable questions if they find don't find a way to win that game in Washington. Um, but there's still hope right now. There's still hope. I mean, they're, the the offense looked really good um, at times. They moved the ball really efficiently. Uh, they got away with some things. And, you know, some of the plays got negated. There was a long pass interference uh, on long ball to, to, to Sutton. Uh, that could have been a big play, but it looked a little overthrown. But it was a pass interference, and those don't don't count against the receiving yards. So, for all intents and purposes, it was a solid game for Russell, um, and hopefully he can build on that. But it's just uncharacteristic not to see him take shots down the field and, and at least have one or two of those big plays. But Mitchell, there was a shootout in L.A. Was there ever, Rich? And I. We got something fun this week for you guys. We got a brand new segment to introduce, brought, brought to you by our friends at Morgan & Morgan. It's the Making It Look Easy segment this week, Rich. Morgan & Morgan, America's largest injury law firm. This week, Richard, Tua made it look real easy out there, going 28 for 45, throwing for 466 and three tutties. I did not stutter, Rich. That was not two games. That was one singular game. 466 yards and three touchdowns for the Dolphins. Your thoughts on Tua's performance today? Mitchell, there was something said, because they asked Tua, and, you know, these kids try their best not to make it personal and not to get into, like, the, the, the nuances of these rivalries and personal player-against-player stuff. So Tua tried to stay away from the Tua... Herbert comparisons, you know, there was so much whispering and yelling sometimes about how the Miami Dolphins should have picked Justin Herbert and how they regret not picking Justin Herbert, how Tua wasn't the guy. And you know what Tua did, Mitchell? He 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 got on the field with him and he doubled him up, Mitchell. And which what do I mean by double him up? He doubled up his stats, Mitchell. Justin Herbert played a pretty good game, 23 for th- 33 for 228 and a touchdown. But that's not 466, Mitchell. That is not 466. That is not three touchdowns, Mitchell. And Tua and Tyreek were out there playing backyard. Tyreek went for 215. 215 yards. Brandon Staley is supposed to be a defensive mastermind. He's not one of these offensive coaches where you're like, hey, they're going to score a lot of points. That's why they hired Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore did a great job. They scored 34 points. They moved the ball. Eckler played well. Joshua Kelly played well. But you looked up and you're like, Wait, they have all this talent on the Chargers' defense. You talk about Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack. Uh, you talk about J.C. Jackson. There is so much talent. Asante Samuel Jr., um, Derwin James, you know, the All-Pro, one of the best safeties in the National Football League. You all this talent, and you just can't seem to stop people. 
466 yards, and that is just passing the football. Mitchell, over 500 yards of offense against a really talented defense. So then you start to question, is it the scheme? Like, what are they doing with this talent? Why can't they put these guys in position to be successful year after year? Every year you hear about how how great this defense should be on paper. And they should be because it's so much talent. J.C. Jackson. And then you think, in this game in particular, J.C. Jackson had a costly mistake right before the half, just a blunder where he pushes the receiver on a play, gets a P.I., and they get a they they get a lucky three points right before the half, and they lose by two. So I know in the film room they're going to be talking about that. And J.C. Jackson gets an interception in the game, had some really good plays, but that's a play you can't have. And I just, I'm just baffled right now by this Chargers defense. I don't know why. I don't know why they're giving up so many points. Tua's a really great player. Tyreek's a great player, but you can double people, Mitchell. It's the National Football League. You find a way to get people stopped. At least one guy. If it's just one guy killing you, Mitchell, you can find the answers for him. You double him. You bracket him. Shoot. With your boy Calvin, they used to put vice on him. Like, punt return vice. Whatever it takes (laughs) to get the guy stopped. But you don't let a guy go for 215. They got weapons out there in in Miami, Rich. They got a lot of them. And and shout out to Tua. Winner of our, recipient of our Making Look Easy nominee, I guess, of the week brought to you by Morgan & Morgan. If you're ever injured, go to ForThePeople.com slash Sherman or dial pound. That's 529 on your cell phone to check out America's largest injury law firm. Winning in the NFL is hard, but hiring Morgan & Morgan is easy. But Mitchell, it's, he was making it, it look too easy. And nobody else had more than four catches. So they got to figure that out. Yeah, they do. Rich, I, I have to say this. I mean, I don't want to get too far ahead in the podcast, but I got a good feeling the Miami Dolphins are going to squeeze their way into the top five of your power ranks because, by God, you go on the road week one. The L.A. Chargers are a good team, Rich. Let, let's not let's not just dismiss them because this L.A. Chargers team for one time in the last year plus is fully healthy. I mean, I know Mike Williams got hit pretty hard over the middle there, but they are fully healthy. And they played a pretty darn good game. Miami Dolphins go on the road week one. Huge performance out of Tua. Huge performance out of Tyreek. They got weapons all over the field. Once they get their running back core healthy, I'm speaking from from me, from Mitch Eisenstein personally. The Dolphins, you might have picked the wrong team in the AFC East, Rich. I I got a sneaky suspicion this Dolphin team is going to be messing around for a while. They'll be messing around, Mitchell, but the J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 have a defense that can play, Mitchell. They they have people that actually stop people, you know. We talk about, we could talk about the two games that Tariq played against Sauce Gardner, Sauce and Reed, you know what I mean? We don't want to get, we don't want to talk about them having a lead versus Sauce and Reed. We don't want to talk about what they can achieve when they play Sauce and Reed, but whatever, Mitchell, I'm not going to go there. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. 
Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, <laughs> hey, hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. We can talk about the Green Bay Packers and the Chicago Bears. Jordan Love, Mitchell, I did not have a lot of faith in Jordan Love. And I'm still I'm still on the fence. He played a great game, though. Got to give him all the credit in the world. 15 for 27, 245, three touchdowns, 123.2 passer rating. That's that. I mean, that's a fantastic game for anybody. And Aaron Jones continuing to do what he's always done. Nine rushes um, for 41 yards, a TD, two receptions, 88 yards in a TD. Uh, but he he got a little banged up at the end, so that's that's concerning. Their defense played really really well, was very di- disruptive. Devontae Wyatt a sack and a half. Um, Quay Walker, who they picked up uh, with a pick six, and then it's just got to be concerning for the the Bears. That offensive line looked porous at times. I mean, there was pressure all over the place in Justin Fields' face. He was twenty four for thirty seven, but two hundred and sixteen yards. He had a touchdown, but he threw an interception. Um, he ran the ball for 59 yards on nine carries, but he lost a crucial fumble. I just don't know what to make of him, you know, but the Packers got got more time to develop. They're playing the, the Falcons uh, this week who, who are coming off of a huge win. Uh, but John Robinson looks like the real deal. Um, but that should be another good test for him. The Bears are at the Bucks, and the Bucks, Mitchell, the Bucks. Yeah, uh, Richard, before, before you leave this game, I live in NFC North country over here. Mm-hmm. You know, it's well chronicled. We've had to endure as a Detroit Lion fan. We've had to endure Brett Favre. We've had to endure the immediate turnover into Aaron Rodgers. And now we're all happy over here because we don't have to deal with either of those two. But now there's Jordan Love. And I got folks, I got friends texting me, Packers fans texting me. Hey, we got another one. Mitchell, I will say this, and, and I, I mean, Jordan Love, good game today, you know, uh, solid and 15 completions, whoop-de-doo, you know. Reality is, 
It's the perfect week one opponent for him. Let's not forget, last year, the Chicago Bears finished the NFL with the worst record in the league for a reason. They were the worst team in the league. And there was a lot of hype around them going into the season, a potential worst to first candidate. Well, I got news for you, my friends down in Chicagoland. You're going to stay in the worst dweller because this team was fumbling the ball. They, they did not look... They, explosive plays, I didn't see any of them. I mean... I don't know whether to make more of Jordan Love's performance and the Green Bay Packers' performance or more of the Chicago Bears' just sheer poor performance. And Richard, I'm kind of in the middle of the two of them right now. I can't figure it out, and we'll need more time, but you got to give Jordan Love credit for, you know, the opponent. They stepped out there. They were in front of him. He went in there, and he shredded them. He shredded them. You know, I mean, 15 passes doesn't seem like a lot, but he threw for 245. We were just talking about Russell Wilson completing uh, 27 passes. For only 177 yards uh, and two touchdowns, this guy threw for 245 on less completions. Um, so the yards per per play, yards per pass are are greater. But it's just it's just a lot up in the air. I'm not ready to put them in the power rankings at all. Um, their defense played really well, so you got to give them give them all the credit in the world. They scored. Packers scored on their opening drive. They hadn't scored on the opening drive one time the whole season last year. So that's improvement. But we'll see. We'll see how they do, how they do going forward. Um, but he looks good. He looks good. I'm sure Packers fans are feeling very good and optimistic going forward. They think they got another one, but we will see. It is a long season in National Football League. Well, we're talking about the NFC North, so let's stay in the NFC North. Minnesota. And we talked about it. We talked about it earlier last week. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Everyone's sleeping on them. Rich. Yeah. Everyone is sleeping on them. Tom Brady retires. Baker Mayfield comes in. I mean, this is they got the same players over there, just new quarterback. And, and sure as heck, Baker Mayfield comes in, gets it done. It wasn't always pretty, but by God, they got the W. Is this more to do with Tampa Bay and their performance? Or is it more to do with the reality of what's going on in Minnesota? They, they let Dalvin Cook go. They let a lot of players on the defensive side of the ball go. What do you make of this loss? Because Minnesota was winning these games every time last year. One possession game, one loss in 2023 for the Minnesota Vikings. Your thoughts? Football is one of those games, Mitchell. The ball does not always bounce your way. So what what protects you when it doesn't bounce your way is fundamentals, efficiency, being executing, executing, executing. They did not execute down the stretch. And a lot of this blame is going to fall on Kirk Cousins, but I don't think it's deserved. I don't think it's deserved. I think Kirk Cousins went 33 for 44 for 344, two touchdowns, hit Justin Jefferson on a ton of plays, Jordan Addison on some big plays. He did a great job. Daniel Hunter had a sack. But you're playing against Mike Evans. And Baker Mayfield hasn't had a 6'5 receiver that you just put it in his vicinity and he's going to catch a touchdown. Mike Evans has had 1,000 yards regardless of who's throwing the football. And he's going to have a thousand yards this year, and I think that Baker was just poised. Todd Bowles has a great scheme, um, but I could say Kirk dissected that scheme. I don't think the defense for the Minnesota Vikings showed up in a way that they needed them to today. You know, they only gave up twenty points, but that's twenty points. And Justin Jefferson's twenty-fifth game with a hundred-plus receiving yards, which is fantastic. But when he has over hundred and fifty receiving yards. The team is only four and five, which is weird. I don't understand that. They're, they, they're four and five when he goes when he goes off. 
um, which ain't his fault. You keep going off, but they need to figure out what else is going on that they need to get fixed. But it's huge for the Bucks' confidence because just like the, the Rams and people, other people not giving them a chance, they're out there playing well. They're executing. Chris Godwin's a really good receiver. Mike Evans is a really good receiver. So they're, they're, Baker Mayfield isn't just out there with, with uh, janitors and, 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 you know, chefs from down the street and bartenders. He's not. He's out there with real quality receivers. And that's what they did. They went out there and executed. Uh, we talked about David Canales, their new offensive coordinator who came from Seattle, knows how to get the best out of his quarterback, knows how to do what needs to be done. You know, just take what the defense gives him. And Baker played a solid game, 21 of 34 for 173 and two touchdowns with no interceptions. But it's just a solid game. You're not, you're not sitting here. I'm not sitting here, you know, calling home, writing home about how Baker Mayfield threw for 173 and two touchdowns. And that's similar stats to what Russell Wilson uh, had for Denver, but they didn't get the win. And so the difference maker was the, t- was the turnover for Kirk Cousins, the interception. And that's it, Mitchell. Antoine Winfield Jr. also had a turnover. They forced two uh, fumbles. For- they forced two fumbles and got them both, Kirk Cousins' own sack. So that offensive line for the Minnesota Vikings needs to be fixed as well. Um, Antoine Winfield Jr. went to a place where his dad played for a number of year, years, a place that he was raised in, and had a strip, forced fumble, fumble recovery, fumble recovery trifecta, Mitchell. It was fun to watch. Not to mention he's a former Minnesota Golden Gopher as well. So you right. know he's got some fans in that stands as well. And eh, might be tough to root against him when he's doing that against your team, but I'm sure they were. Richard, the crazy stat of this game, I guess, Overall, is Justin Jefferson another 150 yard plus performance? But they are four and five in those games. So, eh, Richard, they need a running game. And without Dalvin Cook, 17 rushes, 41 yards, they're going to have to fix that really, really quick in order to be competitive in this NFC North against my Detroit Lions, too, Rich. Come on now. Yeah, they better get it fixed fast because Detroit is, is going to be rolling, Mitchell. Detroit has Seattle, and that game goes. Detroit's way, and they're 2-0. They start to get away from them in this division. It starts to get really weird, Mitchell. Let's look at the surprise of the day, potentially, Rich. Let's go to Cleveland. We haven't talked about a Cleveland. We talked we about this We never briefly go before. to Cleveland, Mitchell. We never talk about Cleveland, but we're going to talk about them right now because they earned it. They did earn it. 24-3, Rich. Joe Burrow, highest paid player in NFL history. Looked like he probably should have been the lowest paid player in NFL history today. <laughs> 14 to 31 for 82 yards. I know it was I know the conditions were suspect out there, but you got a 52.2 passer rating after getting that huge payday. I expect a lot more. How the heck does this happen? 24 to 3, Rich. I, I have no idea, Mitchell. It just looked bad. It was the conditions, it was the offensive line. It was just a terrible game. But you got to remember. Joe Burrow didn't play in a lot of the training camp. He doesn't have the reps. He doesn't have the reps. And the quarterback is probably the main position that you have to have the reps. You have to get your footwork. You have to have the pressure in your face and move around and go through your reads, go through your reads, get get the speed of the game, speed of the game, speed of the game. And it just looked like the game was moving too fast for him. It was probably the first time in his career where it looked like the game was too fast for Joe Burrow. And he had the career low, 82 passing yards, 14 to 32, uh, 52.2 passer rating, a career low, only took two sacks. But then you got Jamar Chase because he still has these elite receivers, Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. And Jamar Chase had five catches for 39 yards. I mean, just wasn't a lot of yards to go around. But 
Yeah, you just you, it, it, it's mind boggling. You know, I had him as a as an MVP candidate this year. Um, and obviously, you're not going to get it done doing that. The conditions were the conditions, but Deshaun Watson still went 16 to 29 for 154 through an interception and and a TD. But they still found ways to get it done. They couldn't. Uh, Joe Mixon was non-existent, so the 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 Kansas City, Chief, I mean the Cincinnati Bengals, couldn't lean on their run game like the Browns did. The Browns leaned on Nick Chubb, who's been voted the best running back in the National Football League, 18 carries for 106 and a touchdown, four receptions, and then Miles Garrett showed up in a big way when they needed him. Big sacks, a lot of pressure on the quarterback, and it just never looked like Cincinnati had a chance. Um, Deshaun Watson ran for a touchdown, but he didn't look like he played particularly well. But it looks like the Browns have the Bengals number. They beat them six of the last seven. Like there aren't many That's teams. Crazy. And and the Bengals have had really good teams. They've been into the AFC Championship two of the last three years. So it's not like these teams are just you know run of the mill teams. These are really good teams. So I think this is a big confidence booster for the uh, Cleveland Browns. But I mean, it's a it's a head scratcher for the Bengals. It is a head scratcher. I mean, you touched on Nick Chubb. I mean, I feel like he doesn't get enough love. I mean, there's a guy, like, truthfully, Rich, offensively, he is he is their guy. But you don't hear his name a whole lot on a national, you know, perspective. But he certainly deserves it. I mean, as you touched on, I know NFL uh, personnel and players and coaches and and GMs all voted him the number one best court, or best running back in the league. And he certainly deserved it after today's performance. 18 rushes, 106 yards, really set the tone for their team. Richard, they look like they have developed an identity. Defensively, Miles Garrett is a beast. I mean, you want to talk about a defensive player of the year candidate? There's one in Cleveland right there, Miles Garrett. You know, they, they address a lot of needs in the offseason. This win is a huge shocker to me, and I, I would assume the NFL landscape but does it per- change your perception of the Cleveland Browns going forward the rest of this year? Do you think that they could be a contender in this division and in the AFC? Well, well, Jim Swartz was another addition that they picked up. You know, somebody I'm sure you're familiar with. Um, sure. Jim Swartz has this defense playing really well. It doesn't seem like they're running a different scheme than what Joe Woods was running with them last year. It just seems like the players are executing it a lot better. Um, they're, they're in the hooks. They're being where they're supposed to be. The corners are are tighter in coverage. They've always had Denzel Ward, who's one of the top paid corners, one of the best corners in the National Football League, but it just seems like they're executing. They're inspired. I don't know if this is just early in the season, but they're playing fast. They're running. They're hitting. Um, it's fun to watch, but it's not fun to watch if you're a Cincinnati Bengals fan because there aren't many answers out there for you. Well, we're not going to go too far from Cleveland. Let's stray a little bit. What are we going? A little west to Indianapolis. I I did not think of much of the Indianapolis Colts. A lot of people questioned Anthony Richardson coming into the draft. They thought he was, you know, all hype, no production. He looked pretty good today. I mean, uh, Richard, he had a pretty good debut, and and they gave the Jaguars some trouble. But ultimately, the Jags come out on top. But there's a bigger story developing in in Indy. Because if they have a quarterback, what do they need to complement a young quarterback, Rich? Mitchell, a running game. Mitchell, the best, the best cushion and security blanket for a young quarterback is a running game. And a great running back gives you a great running back. I mean, great running game. And you know where the Indianapolis Colts can find a great running back, Mitchell? Do you know where I, they could I, potentially? I, 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 I mean, they're not I gotta found think, in I got to think basements. about this. 
Yeah, I got to think about this a little bit, Rich. I'm I'm pretty sure they have one on their their roster, right? That's healthy. What, what what's his name again? I can't I can't remember his name. Jonathan Taylor Mitchell. Mitchell. Ah, that, that's it. Okay. Yep. Yep. They got they, him. They, right. They decided. Jim Ursay. Jim Ursay decided I'm going to be a selfish owner and I'm going to punish one of my best players because he asked for a raise and I'm going to put him on IR to show him. Hmm. I run this show, not you. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make my ball club worse. We're going to lose games because I'm a selfish owner. And I'm not going to do what's best for my team. And that's that's unfortunate because you're costing. You know, it's like one of those plays where, where a guy makes a selfish play in a ball game. And you're like, he's costing his team. Like, why would you make such a selfish play? There's 52 other guys depending on you. Why, you, why would you do that? That is what Jim Ursay is doing to 53 guys, who he's doing to his new quarterback, who he expects so much of. You're handicapping him because you're taking away one of his best weapons, not because of something he did, not because the guy can't play or is unavailable. It's because you want to be selfish. And that's what's, when it's unfortunate because you're like, hmm, do you, you're the owner. You would expect you to want to win as much as anybody. But right now, it doesn't seem that way because you put your best player on IR and the team was still out there competing their butts off. But I know that in the back of their minds, they're saying, man, if we just had JT, we might have won this game. And they easily could have. And, I, and to your point, Rich, Jim Irsay is saying this about literally the best player in Indianapolis, regardless yes. of sport, by the way. The best athlete in the entire city limits, the entire state of Indiana. Mitchell, Jonathan the Colts Taylor. running backs combined for 16 carries for 15 yards on the game. <laughs> Richard, it is tough to recruit a free agent to play football Anywhere north of, of Georgia, right? I mean, you want to come to Cincinnati, Cleveland, Indianapolis, Detroit. It is not easy to get any top-tier athlete, regardless of the amount of money. Hey, come sit sit up here, play with us. You're going to have to endure the cold weather during the winter. But when you got a, an owner like Jim Ursay, who's trashing the best player on the team, you, Richard, you're a free agent. You're in your prime of your career. You can I'm go not anywhere. Going. I'm not going. You're not going. Nobody's going to Indianapolis when you know your owner is going to make decisions like this. Selfish decisions that literally hurt the team going forward. I mean, you're not ready to put the best product on the field. And we don't want to overshadow Anthony Richardson's performance because he's the first rookie to ever to have a passing touchdown and a rushing touchdown in week one of the season. Did really well today. You know, probably took more hits than he should have. But Jim Ursay is really letting this team down, and that's all I want to say about this. I, I don't want to keep giving him attention because I want to talk about this Philly game. Uh, let's talk about the Philly game. Before we leave this game, Calvin Ridley, shout out to Calvin Ridley. Had to endure a season-long suspension last year. Injury battle, eight receptions, 101 yards, and a tutty. Trevor Lawrence looked really, really good. The Jaguars, you know, they fought. No one expected really a true battle in Indy. But the Jaguars, shout out to them, coming out with a big win. They look like a good team. Richard, let's take it to the game you want to talk about. The Philadelphia Eagles. Shout out, big play, Slay. Big play, say, shout out. Shout out to big play, Slay. Still doing it at a high level. And that defense looked really good. But there were some concerning moments down the stretch. And there were concerning moments on that offense because everybody has anointed Jalen Hurts one of the best quarterbacks in the National Football League, if not the best quarterback in the NFC. And that's that's hardly been debated this offseason after the season he had. But when he went out there this week, Mitchell, 22 for 33 for 170 yards, 
one touchdown, nine carries. He fumbled the ball. It just looked sloppy, Mitchell. It did not look like the same Eagles team that moved through confidently, who went out there and dictated the pace. And you could say they lost their offensive coordinator. They lost their defensive coordinator. So that's going to affect it going forward. You could say, hey, they're running the same scheme and they're running the same, but you don't have the same guy pulling the strings. It's going to be a different scheme, Mitchell. You, you lose Gannon, you lose Steichen, and, and what, what do you do? And they're, they're adjusting, but that's not the, the kind of performance you're, gonna, you're expecting from Jalen Hurts. And he, he got his big deal. A.J. Brown, seven catches for 79 yards, not bad. Jalen Carter, you know, with all the headline and all the media around him, had a sack in the game, big play slay, pick six. They held him. <sighs> but you look at Mac Jones' stats, 35 for 54. That's a lot of passes. He threw for 316, three touchdowns, 91.3 passer rating against this defense. Uh, Kendrick Bourne was having a really good game. Obviously, he had the tip pass off his hands that led to the D Darius Slay interception. But it, it just did not look as dominant as it did last year. And people weren't expecting a lot from this New England Patriots team. And there was they had a shot to win this game at the end. They had a shot to drive the ball down the field and win this game. So you just, you know, we have the Eagles next week. And I'm going to talk to Slay myself and Bradbury and see what's going on. See if the scheme's different. Um, you can catch us on Amazon Prime, 7 p.m. Eastern. Be there or be square. The Minnesota Vikings versus the Philadelphia Eagles in Philly. It's going to be a fun game. We'll have all the fixes. Before that game, and we'll, we'll talk about it, Rich, but the Eagles, they get out to a hot start. They go up 16 to nothing right out the gates. And like you said, uh, the, the end result was a bit underwhelming. They, they very well could have lost that game. There's some question marks going into this next Thursday game. Who is this game more important for? The Eagles to write this suspect New England game or the Minnesota Vikings who need a win, Rich? Uh, I mean, it's definitely the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, they lose this game to the Minnesota Vikings. There is going to be a lot of questions going forward. I think if it, Jalen Hurts needs to play really well this game, um, needs to execute efficiently, um, Needs to have a, more than 170 yards passing the football, especially when he has A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith as his receivers. He has the talent over there, um, and we haven't even talked about Goddard. Um, we're not talking about um, the running game and the things that you can do dynamically there, the running backs and how dynamic they are. But you just you expected more um, from them. You expected kind of a, a Purdy output. You know, this is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. You want you want him to perform like Herbert and Tua just did. You want him to perform like uh, Pat Mahomes did. You know, you want him to to throw the ball around the yard and and make it look easy. Uh, and that's just not what we saw. And maybe that was just the rust. You know, first game of the season, but they got a quick turnaround. So I'm looking forward to seeing them in that game. I'm expecting a D line to heat up. They had 70 sacks last year, and they only had one. Uh, they only had two sacks in this game. Uh, so they 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 got to get back on track um, and get 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 after that quarterback. Well, Richard, this concludes week one. We got a big game tomorrow night. I know you love the Jets, 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 division foe Bills. Who do you like in this game? I want a score prediction. Just give me give me your forecasting on what's going to go down tomorrow night, Mitchell. It's going to be a really good game. It's going to be a defensive battle. The Buffalo Bills are a little beat up. Von Miller's not playing. There's question marks at safety. Um, they don't have a lot of speed at safety. Uh, 
They're playing against Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers did not play particularly well against the Buffalo Bills last year, but the New York Jets defense did play well against Josh Allen. And Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed played well against Gabe Davis and, and Stephon Diggs. So I'm looking forward to those matchups. I got the Jets winning 28-24. to 24. Feel good about that. I like it. I like it. Well, Richard, this concludes week one. We're excited to be back, guys. The NFL is back. And the Richard Sherman podcast is alive and well, and we're excited to bring you guys our instant reactions every week. Richard, I will let you sign us off. Appreciate you guys joining us. Hit that subscribe button. This is our own channel now. Check us out every week. We're going to have updates. We're going to let you know how the Jets did. We're going to let you know that the Cowboys are still divisional and done. Stick with us. Niners are going to be number one on my power rankers, power rankings this week. Stay tuned. volume what's up y'all janice torres here and i'm austin hankwitz we're the hosts of mind the business small business success stories a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's ruby studios and intuit quickbooks join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success from finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You've probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately. Well, Toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle. We've got hybrids. No plug right, needed. Let's go. But we also have plug-in hybrids, if that's your thing. <laughs> you can even go 100% electric in the Toyota BZ4X. With so many options for reducing carbon emissions, Toyota is electrified, diversified. Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. 